What is up, everybody? Welcome to the All In Podcast presented by the All In Network. I am one of the co-hosts, Mike Badzig, joined by my guy, Eli Cooper. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. Not much. Just turned uh, 27 on Monday. Mm-hmm. So getting a little old, man, that uh, that 30 chasing me down like DK Metcalf on Buda Baker. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, I, I yeah. feel it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, God, man, they're 30. <laughs> Getting <laughs> close yeah, to that AARP card. You're almost there, man. Yes. Yeah, so, like, yeah, almost there. <laughs> Coop had a birthday and it uh, wasn't a very pleasant weekend for us from a sports uh, perspective either, but yeah. it's okay. We want to talk about it all. This is going to be our week three recap episode slash week four preview, uh, talking about everything going on in the NFL right now. Uh, we do want to mention, hit up all the social media sites and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on that notification button so you know when we go live and drop new content. So with that being said, we wanted to start it off today. Both of our teams had kind of uh, not a great weekend. Not a great weekend for the Pennsylvania football teams uh, on the east side or the west side. So we wanted to start by doing a panic meter. All right, so we'll start with my team who was just a mess on Sunday. We'll start with the Steelers. One to ten, how much are you panicking for my Steelers? Oh, man, I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight for the Steelers. <laughs> and I, I that's I know that's hard to say and hear, um, but last week when we talked about this matchup with the Bengals, we were like, well, this is typically what they do. They beat up on the Bengals. Nah, no. Bengals beat up on the Steelers last <laughs> week. It was pretty, and it was pretty bad. I know there were a lot of injuries yeah. on the defensive line, which is the strong suit of this team. No, uh, TJ Watt. That's a big loss, of course. But um, offensively, it just it's so bad. Uh, the ball can't move because there's no vertical threat whatsoever. Najee Harris had 14 catches, awesome. 14 for a running back, and and you know if you have him in fantasy, that's incredible. That's great, but. Uh, you know that you don't want that many checkdowns, regardless of how good your running back is. Um, even though I think he turned it into 100 yards or something like that, um, and it was you know mm-hmm. a, a strong outing. But you want to be able to push the ball down the field. Now there's no Deontay Johnson. Juju got hurt uh, fairly early in this one. Then maybe you know maybe that's something we should factor in as to why we saw such a poor performance here. But I, I'm very concerned with Ben's arm. It, it just there's no juice in it whatsoever, um, and really it, it kind of puts the defense in a tough spot. So honestly, I'm at an eight because I'm factoring in the injuries. Otherwise, I'd probably be at a ten. Yeah, and, and I think I'll go even one notch higher than you and put it at a nine. Uh, that's how concerned I am with Ben right now. It's just really bad. You know, it's you, you think of the previous really good you know and he's not in the same class as a drew Brees or a peyton manning uh but we're seeing that same decline that they had in their final season where it's nothing but check downs you know you think of drew Brees last year and, and how many times he's just checking down to kamar 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 Najee harris is a very good running back we did not draft him to be a receiving back that was not the goal was for him to be a guy coming out of the backfield you know right. we wanted he to be someone who was going to close out games for us, when we got a lead and our defense was holding stiff, we were hoping he would come and close out games. Now we're chasing from behind. We just cannot get anything going. Uh, I'm going to keep it at a nine. I'm not going to go all the way to 10 yet because, you know, we talked about this last week, kind of this Mike Tomlin era where 
we lose to bad teams and beat good teams. Well, we just lost to a pretty bad team in the Bengals. Granted, the Bengals are a team we normally beat up. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not totally inconsistent. And it wouldn't be inconceivable for me for Tomlin to figure something out and get us to a, you know, 500-level team. Maybe we're, we're pushing for that seven seed. But I can't see a world where we win the division right now. I can't, I can't see Big Ben, um, you know, turning this around. It's just so bad. And we saw this last year, but we saw it at the end of the year. He was yeah. able to at least start hot last year, and he, he looked okay last year. He actually looked pretty good in the beginning of the season when they started 11-0. and And then it kind of declined. Well, we're not even going to get to that point this year where we're already in week three saying, this is not good. You know, and, you know, Tomlin has said they're not going to hit the panic button. They're not going to switch it up from Ben. Of course they're not. I don't think that that was a real possibility just because, you know, it's a legacy thing. Just like the Saints weren't going to freeze last year. Uh, but I will say I'm very panicked. I think that our playoff chances are dwindling incredibly fast right now. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, especially in a tough division so, where the Browns and Ravens look really good. Yes. Uh, yeah, so not looking great. Well, let's talk about your team uh, who had a Monday night football loss on the road in Dallas, uh, 41 to 21. They ended up losing. Couldn't get any stops against that Cowboys offense. Are we panicking on the Eagles? Um, I'm, at, I'm at a six on the Eagles. Okay. Um, the reason I'm, I'm a little more bullish on the Eagles is because our division's weaker. If we're being quite honest, uh, that just increases our chances a little bit more than it does with the Steelers. But, um, you know, injuries obviously are a concern for us as well. Uh, And in the worst spots, Brandon Graham done for the season. Uh, And then on the offensive line, uh, Brandon Brooks was out against the Cowboys. Um, uh, Mylata was out at left tackle. So Dillard was filling in for him and he's a nightmare. Um, and then in that game, uh, Samalo got hurt. Uh, so we lost our left guard as well. So now three offensive linemen are down. Um, not sure uh, the extent of those injuries, how long they will be out. Um, but we're looking at a similar situation to what we had last year. Our offensive line, when it's the starters are really good, not a ton of depth at that position, though, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, you know, at, there for the, on the offensive line. Um, and the biggest concern to me was, you know, with Fletcher Cox and uh, Hargrave up front, typically we do a really good job at stopping the run. And the Cowboys just punched us in the mouth. And it, everything was up the middle. Zeke ran incredibly hard. He looked really good Monday night. Yeah, he um, did. You know, just from a running standpoint. And, and you know, Pollard obviously was electric as he, as he has been all year, um, you know, in that change of pace role. To the point where Dak really didn't have to do much. Like he was no. good. He was very good, but he really just, you know, was everything was play action or hitting the yeah. tight ends on on these uh crossing slash post routes over the middle. Um, they really went after our safeties. We had some injuries back there at safety, so that's where they, you know, tried to attack us um offensively through the pass, and it worked. Um, especially after they were able to run the ball so well. So it was just it was tough. Um and obviously, obviously the Cowboys are a better team on both sides of the ball. Probably their defense looked really good, and I'm not sure if that's you know poor offense by the Eagles or 
or what. This is two games in a row, though, that the Cowboys defense has looked good. So it's certainly yeah. going to be better than it's been in the last couple of years. Uh, Micah Parsons looks incredible just from a talent standpoint. Um, they've kind of moved him to DN um, with uh, with Lawrence out, and uh, he's, he's generating a ton of pressure and making plays. So the Cowboys look really good um, and really like one of the better teams in the NFL. Like they haven't had a bad game yet, in my opinion. They look really good against the Bucs offensively. That was – you know, that was a tough game for them in, in the first place against the defending champs. Got a good, solid win against the Chargers and now a blowout against a rival Eagles team at home. So, you know, I that's why I'm a little more bullish on the Eagles. They had a tougher matchup. Uh, didn't love the play calling the last two weeks, though. After, uh, you know, no. the first week, the first week against Atlanta, I loved our play calling. I you were loving him. You were loving him. I was getting loved. Yeah, he he was he looked really good. I mean the the play calling was good. The schemes and and play designs. We ran the football more in week one than we have in the two weeks last two weeks combined. At least with Miles Sanders, who by the way has two carries for twenty seven yards. And does oh, that's it for the entire game. Two carries for twenty seven yards. That's, that's insane. And listen, and I understand you know. He's a he's a committee kind of back, but there's five total run plays called designed runs the entire night. Now he said post game press conference or the day after they consider RBOs as RPOs as run plays, and I don't. If he throws the ball as a pass, like that's just you know that's how that works. Like you do have to. Right. I understand that you want to run a lot of RPOs because you know that's that's the kind of um, you know team and quarterback that you have. But sometimes you just have to flat out run the ball. I don't think there's any scenario where you're winning a football game with Miles Sanders getting two carries. And on those two carries, he was very productive. So why not give him the ball more? For I think it was a very odd reason that I think it was very odd that we abandoned the run so quickly when we were in the game for most of the first half. It didn't really make any sense to me, um, you know. And then Jalen Hurts didn't look good. That, that's another reason why I think. Yeah, I think that's where you got to establish a run a little bit and get him comfortable first before you have him airing it out like we did. Uh, but he just didn't look good. He underthrew Rager really badly on that first interception in the first quarter. Fletcher Cox ended up making for, up for it with a fumble, you know, touchdown. But if he puts that ball where it's supposed to be, it, he he puts Rager in the end zone himself. So. But it's it's severely underthrown, and that's not the first time that we've seen him underthrow somebody this year. So I have a little bit of a question about his arm strength or uh, his his deep ball accuracy doesn't doesn't look so great right now, um, and just his accuracy in general. A lot of balls were behind guys on these quick uh, timing throws. He was throwing behind people. Um, it, I think the pick six was a little fluky because Devontae Smith fell. Although, again, it, it wasn't a good decision. That might have still been a pick six if Devontae didn't fall because Trayvon Diggs was all over it. He read it from from the snap, he ju- and he jumped it. Maybe Smith gets his hand in there and breaks it up. I don't know. But, you know, from it wasn't a good decision. It was a, very, it was nope. a bad play from the quarterback and obviously a, a bad play from your rookie receiver. So, um, you know, I, th- I like Jalen Hurts. I'm not out on him yet. I don't think he was that bad to where, you know, it's like, whoa, like this guy might not be the future. I think still need more. I th- still think we need to see more from Jalen Hurts, uh, but I'd like to see some improvement. We have a tough schedule coming up, though. Chiefs next week. So you're probably looking at one and three after that game. Um, and the more games Jalen Hurts loses 
the less likely he is to hold on to this drop this job heading into next season when we have three first round picks next year, you know? Mm. Um, and if they're not sold on Jalen hurts, I can guarantee that that one of those gets spent on a quarterback. Yeah. He might get lucky because it isn't a great QB class uh, this year. As yeah. far as, you know, panic meter on the Eagles, I'm probably with you. I'm probably in the five, six, uh, seven range. I don't know if I can hit the Eagle from any the Eagles from any angle that you just didn't. So I'm not really going to talk about that. But I will say about the Cowboys, um, I think I should have maybe been a, a little more bullish on the Cowboys before the season. Looking at this division and looking at Dak Prescott, you know, I think the the narrative kind of was if Dak Prescott can stay healthy, it's the cow. It should be the Cowboys division because he is, and, and looking at it now, he is a lot better than Jalen Hurts, certainly than Daniel Jones. And definitely better than Taylor Heineke, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's in the same boat. Dak has been really, really good this season. Incredibly efficient. Yeah. You can say he's not throwing the ball down the field as much, but I don't think he needs to. I think he's kind of just taking what's given to him, not forcing it. He's got a ton of weapons, and I don't think that he needs to throw the ball down the field and try to make things happen. He's kind of just taking what he's given. I think his completion percentage is like 77%. Uh, so he's having a really nice year, I think. Probably should have laid some wagers on the Cowboys to win the division for what odds they were at. Can you believe that Washington was the favorite to win the division before the season? It, it actually, looking back, I mean, we always say this now, you know, a couple weeks in, how, to, how was that what people were saying? But, you know, I think we could have looked back and said, well, they played some bad quarterbacks last year. Maybe that defense wasn't as good as we thought. As we thought uh, and yeah. we should have been higher on the, I should have been higher on the Cowboys. But for the Eagles here, you know, I don't think there's any scenario. I don't think any team that doesn't win the NFC East is going to be in the playoffs, right? They're not, not getting a wild card from that division. It's pretty bad. Uh, so yeah. if you're the Eagles, you're looking at it like, I need to win the division. And, and, and you can't say it's over yet because you're going to play the Cowboys at home. You know, it's not the end of the world that you lost a road game against a good team who you're going to see again. So right. I, I'm in that same range as you with the Eagles. Uh, let's move on to a team who – Um, and, and that's the Ravens. Uh, they were a lot of people's suicide pick this week. They were in a lot of people's teasers uh, this week, including mine. So really a lot of people were counting on them to win. Uh, and, and it comes down to a Lamar Jackson, really nice pass on a long, I think it was fourth and a lot. And, and they yeah. end up getting the 66 yard off the crossbar. Only Justin Tucker, the only kicker in the history of the universe who could have made that kick. And he did. Uh, but being that it was against the Lions, uh, yeah. are we are we are we panicking on the Ravens? Uh, yeah, I am a little bit. I am. I'm, I'm at a six for them too. I I have a little bit of doubt, and they're they're of the three teams we talked about. They're two and one, um, right. so they have the best record of the teams we're going to talk about here in the panic meter. But a low scoring seventeen points against a terrible Lions team, um, which terrible. don't get me wrong, and and. When I say terrible, I don't mean like they just lay down and let everybody blow them out. They really haven't been like demolished. The Packers kind of blew them out on. Uh... <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, uh, those listening on the audio podcast, Mike just needs to be stopped. But, uh, oh my listen. gosh. 
Please continue. Please continue. Um, yeah, I mean, other than their uh, their game against the Packers in Week Two, they've they've been in each game that they've played, right? They can't. They had a good comeback against the Niners, uh, but one thing that they've done is give up points. They've they've gotten scored on a lot, um, and that's been their defense has been bad. And this Ravens offense, which has not looked good uh, consistently throughout their first three games, only putting up 17 points is scary. Now, Marquise Brown had probably the worst game I've ever seen any receiver have with three drops that probably all three go for touchdowns. Um, I don't know that I've ever quite seen something like that. And obviously you, you bake that into it, but you know, this is, this is one of the issues with the Ravens is that they don't have consistent receiver play. Like Hollywood been really good first and then he lays a dud like this or has this right. awful, terrible outing like this, um, you know, uh, against a bad team. And it's just – I think that's where – that's what makes me panic about this team. And there's offensive line issues. There's a ton of pressure on Lamar Jackson. And if we're being quite honest, they got lucky at the end of this game. Before that fourth quarter pass, this, the play clock was done. It was out. The play clock was at zero. And it was the game. It yeah, was yeah. A, a, the play clock hit zero for a good two seconds and no one saw it. And then Lamar Jackson obviously makes an incredible throw and kudos to him for doing so. But the play should have never happened or it should have been for five yard, right, five yards right. further back, you know, and who knows what happens then you, at, at that point. And oh, they're they very lose. lucky that they have the apps. <laughs> yeah. I, and then even on top of that, to ask Justin Tucker to hit a 66 yarder, which like there's probably he's probably only the only kicker in the league uh, who you can ask to go do that on the road, you know, yeah. because he's the best. It's he's really. he's arguably the best kicker of all time. But, you know, that that to me against the Lions team should never be the scenario if you plan on winning the division, uh, you know, going to the Super Bowl like this team has aspirations of doing. But that offensive line I have really big concerns about in pass protection. They can run the ball against anybody. Uh, but when it's time for them to throw, it's it's been very difficult for them to be consistent in their passing game. And that concerns me about this Ravens team. Um, I think they'll still make the playoffs, of course. I don't, you know, I don't think it's that bad. So when I say six, I'm I'm saying like six compared to like what I expect them to do in the playoffs. I don't I don't really expect this team to win more than one playoff game, and that would be it would take a lot for me to pick them depending on the matchup for them to win a playoff game in my opinion. So I am actually going to maybe have a more of a abstract take on this. And I think that I'm not panicking at all on the Ravens. And the reason is I think that they actually just won the division with this game. Uh, And the reason I say that is if you look at like a season, a typical NFL season, a 16 game, now 17 game season, usually Mm -hmm a team who wins a division or whatever, like they're still going to have one dumb loss. There's supposed to be one dumb loss baked into your season. This was supposed to be it. This was supposed to be it for the Ravens. This was supposed to be the, how, you know, we went 11 and five. We would have won the division. How the hell did we lose in Detroit? Well, now base, you know, you get bailed out by a Justin Tucker 66 yarder and you don't, and you know, we talk about Hollywood Brown. If he doesn't have those drops, maybe this is a completely different game and it doesn't even come down to that. Uh, which is kind of crazy that he had those drops after last week. We were talking about uh, how he actually was looking better this year. And maybe we thought, oh, well, maybe he's coming along and they're going to figure it out. Uh, but this is still a team who just won in Kansas City uh, last week. So I'm not ready to panic on them yet after a win. Now, if they would have lost this game, 
it's another discussion because then we were talking about that dumb loss. But I think good teams sometimes get tested against bad teams on the road, and they were able to pull it out. So I'm not going to panic. Uh, I'm just going to you know, take it for what it is. They're, they're two and one, tied for first place with, with Cleveland. They beat a team that Cleveland could not beat. Uh, so I, I'm not going to panic on them. Let's go to our last team uh, in this panic meter game. And that is the team that the Ravens beat last week. And that is the Chiefs, who lost to the Chargers. Uh, new Chargers coach, Brandon Staley, proving he has uh, easily, I would say, the biggest balls in the, in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Going forward on fourth and nine, where if they don't get it, he basically hands the game to Mahomes. You know, it's 20 yards for a field goal. Yeah. Uh, and then they could have easily just run down the clock and kicked a last-second field goal. They, choose, they don't even run the ball. They choose to throw a fade at the one-yard line. Uh, but Her- Herbert puts a beautiful ball up for Mike Williams, who was a great fantasy choice by uh, yours truly. And it works out. They win the game against the Chiefs. <laughs> Are we panicking on Kansas City? Um, so I'm actually not panicking on them at all. Um, you know, I hmm. I think there's – there's some concerns and obviously some things they have to clean up. Uh, but if you're telling me that Tyreek Hill is going to be held in check uh, as much as he has been the last two weeks, every week, I find that hard to believe. So, I, you know, I think they're going to get Tyreek yeah. Hill more involved. Um, I was actually encouraged that they got Clyde Edwards Hilaire more involved here in week three. Um, you know, he's been a ghost in this offense throughout the first couple of weeks and, I think it's important for them to get him more involved in, and bring some balance to this offense. I think that's the biggest thing. I think they're just throwing it a little too much. And I get it. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the league, probably. Um, you know, well, yeah. Tom Brady might still have something to say about that. But, Tom you know, Brady. Uh-huh. yeah, at, at 44, he might still have a, a stake to that right. claim. But whatever. You know what I mean? He's, he's up there. He's the face of the NFL. So you want the ball sure. in his hands as much as possible, but um, I I don't think you can lose sight of what made him so good. You know, I, I think the Chiefs have at least always been able to run the ball, um, you know, to, to give them that balance. So I think we saw a little bit of that regression uh, against the Chargers from, you know, them dialing it back from throwing so much. The defense can't stop a nosebleed, though, and that is a big concern. So I'm going to give them about a four on my panic meter. And that four is totally on the defense. Okay. Um, now I, I still have the, I still have faith that the chiefs are going to win more shootouts than not. Um, and I, I still think they're the best team in the AFC. I think this is just a rough start for them that they'll bounce back from. Yeah. So here we are after week three and the chiefs are in last place in the AFC West. We've got the three, no Broncos, three, no, Raiders and the now two and one Chargers. So kind of a shock uh, coming into yeah. this episode. I'm not going to panic either on this team because we've seen them now uh, win the Super Bowl last uh, two years ago and then make it last year. So that offense is still just such a force to be reckoned with that I don't think I can panic on them yet. I will say uh, Mahomes, you know, you talk about the defense and that's obviously the biggest problem, but Mahomes is not Mahomesing. Uh, this year, right? He's he's doing a lot of this throwing it up for grabs thing, and he was getting yeah. away with that for a long time, and he's not getting away with it as much this year. Some of those throws uh, are ending up as interceptions. 
option. So I would say he needs to kind of get a rein on it. And maybe that's a product of throwing the ball too much where defenses are keyed in on what you're going to try to do. They know you're not going to run. You're not getting those one-on-ones with Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey anymore. And you're kind of throwing it up a little bit more. You lose a guy like Sammy Watkins. So, so I'm not going to panic either because they are the chiefs. It is Patrick Mahomes and it is Andy Reid. Um, but I will say I'm a little concerned about that defense. And now they've got an uphill battle to climb. Uh, when you talk yeah. about you know being two games down to two teams in your division, it's very early, obviously. But uh, there is some concern there. I'll give them a two on the panic meter, though. I think they can bounce back. If this was you know week nine and they were two games back, we'd be talking uh, a little bit more. But it's still early enough that I think they'll be okay. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Coop, let's talk about uh, another game that happened uh, this past weekend, I thought looked like to me like an NFC championship game preview. Uh, and this was the Bucks and the Rams. And the Rams kind of showed out here a little bit, kind of uh, made a statement, I would say, with this game. Matthew Stafford certainly made a statement. Uh, so yeah. give me your thoughts on this game, what happened. Yeah, the Rams looked incredible, um, if you ask me. Yeah. It, got a, it was a little slow start. I think that it was a slugfest early on for both teams. Um, and then the Rams just found their rhythm eventually offensively um, and kind of blew this thing open. I ended up being a 10-point win for the Rams, but it wasn't actually that close. I think the Bucks ended up scoring a lead um, touchdown right. to bring it bring it within that 10 points. But it was double digits pretty much the whole game. The Rams controlled this, I would say, really from the second quarter through the fourth uh, for the most part. And, you know, uh, when, uh, when the Matt Stafford trade went down um, – you know, obviously, a lot of people automatically considered the Rams, you know, Super Bowl contenders, and as they should, they're they were already sure, a good team. Sure. And uh, I didn't, I didn't think, and I still don't think Goff is a bad quarterback. Um, he's not as good as Matt Stafford, uh, but I wasn't totally sure that Matt Stafford made them, you know, uh, the Super Bowl favorites. I, I obviously he was. I think he made them one of the top five teams in the league for sure. I don't think mm-hmm. that was a debate. Um, but I think they might be the favorites now. I think they might be the best team in the league. Um, that defense is stout. Um, if they stay, if, if that defense stays healthy um, with what they're doing with Jalen Ramsey now uh, in that, I think they call it like the star roller. It's kind of like where he moves into yeah. the slot sometimes. And he's just, they're just trying to get him around the ball as much as possible. And he's looked incredible doing so. Um, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player maybe of all time up front there on the defensive line. Um, he's yeah, been incredible as well. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, offensively, Stafford gives them, um, I think, something that McVay has been kind of wanting out of his offense for a long time is that deep ball. Um, and it doesn't even matter who it's to. In week one, it was Van Jefferson against the Bears. Um, this week, it was Deshaun Jackson uh, who, who caught a long touchdown and, you know, even though he's 97 years old, still finds a way to get behind uh, opposing team secondaries for for deep catches and deep touchdowns. Um, yeah, but I, I think Stafford gives them that added dynamic. Um, Daryl Henderson, when healthy, looked really good in the backfield. And even Sony Michelle, I thought, looked good, given that, you know, he was playing against a really tough defensive front. Um, so I, I think they have a good running game. They'll have, I think they have the best balance of run game, intermediate passing with Cooper cup, the deep ball. Um, I'd like to see them get Robert Woods a little more involved. I think he obviously will. Cause Cooper cup's been getting so much attention 
offensively, there's there's going to be a shift there where defenses start keying on him more. So I expect Robert Woods to start getting more yeah. involved. And I expect things to even get better for this Rams offense as Stafford gets even more comfortable. Um, things could get scary, man. This Rams team's look this Rams team looks really good. They do look really good. They've got to be my favorite in the NFC right now. I mean, you know, and Stafford, you mentioned it, the trade in the offseason. I was uh, questionable of it. A guy who never had any playoff success. You know, you wonder what he's going to bring to the table, but he's shown that right. he is really good. Yeah, Really good. Uh, last week we talked about Cooper Cup, and, and is that going to stick, or is Matthew Stafford just racist? Turns out Matthew Cooper Cup is just really good. He's just yeah, really good. Right. He, he's really good. So, uh, against a really good Bucks defense, they were able to carve them up. So, oh, two team race in NFC. You could put the Packers in there, uh, but I'm still unsure about them. This looked like an NFC Championship game preview to me. Do you think so too? I agree. These are the top two teams in the NFC. Yeah. I like the Packers. Don't love them. 49ers look good too. That was actually a really good Sunday night game. Um, so the Niners look good as well. Uh, so th- those two teams, I think, will will challenge. But these two are the clear top two teams in the NFC. Yeah. All right, let's move on, uh, and we want to talk about a rookie quarterback performance. Hasn't been much to talk about with these rookies. We've kind of talked about last week how they're not looking great, uh, and we saw <laughs> Justin Fields this week in yeah. Cleveland. Uh, basically, it was him running for his life most of the day. Uh, a lot of questionable things with his debut. Uh, what did you see when you watched it? Well, um, I thought he was set up for failure, if I'm being quite honest. Um, yes. One, this wasn't a great matchup for him, um, really for the for the Bears in general. Their offensive line isn't great. Um, and then you're asking them to protect a rookie from Miles Garrett on one side and Jadavian Clowney who, even though he's bounced around, is is an excellent pass rusher on the other side. Um, Browns have an excellent secondary, just a good defense in general. Mm-hmm. And it showed, right? So that's all. That's tough for any rookie to step into. Uh, but the reason I say I don't think he was set up, set up for success is because I believe of the 25 or 26 dropbacks, whatever the number was, they went with, uh, five man protection 13 times. So about half the time they, they didn't have any extra protection. No running back staying in no tight ends. Um, has, has, have they never heard of miles Garrett? I'm, you know, you're, you're, you live around that area. He's, he's pretty decent, right? Like he's, he's okay. It might be someone that you don't want to leave. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's to pretty Jason good. Peters. Yeah. Right. And that was Jason. Pe- I don't even know if Jason no, Peters no. played in this game. He's deadly with a helmet in his hands. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you know, uh, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. And we're just like, all right, well, yeah, I think our left tackle, who's old as dirt, could hit, probably hit, or a backup, whoever was starting over there, I'm not even sure, could handle, you know, Miles Garrett. No, no extra tight end needed, no chips, no running backs needed to stay in. So, like, of course he got sacked yeah. nine times or eight or nine times, whatever it was. Uh, you know, you didn't do anything to protect him. Second, you know, the biggest strength with Justin Fields, at least at this phase of his career, is his legs, right? Like, you know, the runs a 4-4. so a pretty athletic quarterback, and that's one of his strengths. They, don't, they didn't move him out the pocket hardly at all. There was the, 
you know, they had him just no. dropping back. There was hardly any design runs, read options, you know, things like that, which is weird because in week one, when you had him come in in the red zone against the Rams, you didn't mind running any plays like that for him. But all of a sudden he's the starting quarterback and we just want to drop him back like he's Tom Brady. You know, like how is that? How is that working and, and playing into the strengths of Justin Fields? Roll him out. Move the pocket. Get him away from those pass rushers. Give him options to be able to use his legs, you know, if he doesn't see something downfield. That's where he could build his confidence and right. be, you know, a little more um, – and, and be a little more efficient when he does, you know, throw the ball. Those are his strengths. Play to his strengths. And for a team that, that moved up, moved up 10 spots – to draft Justin Fields to not be prepared for his debut whatsoever. Even if, even if your plan was to not start Justin Fields the entire year, right? They've been very, they've been, uh, Nagy's been very uh, set on Andy Dalton being his quarterback. That's all fine and great. You should still have sure. something ready for Justin Fields when he, for when he plays. This didn't look like a game plan that was prepared for Justin Fields at all, at all. And that to me no, is it, inexcusable. It, inexcusable. It, it, look, it looked like a game plan for Andy Dalton, actually. It did. That's exactly <laughs> it, what it looked know, like. It, I mean, he, he, he called the game as if Andy Dalton was still playing quarterback. There was no change of approach. Uh, so I blame Matt Nagy for this. I think he's – Got to be in the running for first coach fired now. Uh, this was kind of embarrassing. Actually, I watched a lot of this game being here. It's the you know, Cleveland local market, so I watched a lot of this game. And nothing was going for that Bears offense. And it was, it was clear that they were not putting him in a good position. And, and it's funny, too, because uh, also in this area is kind of Ohio State country, right? So even the yeah. guys I'm watching the game with, and they're seeing it, and they're going, what are they doing with this guy? This isn't how he wants right. to play. This isn't the type of player. He is. I mean, it's obvious, right? I mean, you don't have to be in Ohio. You didn't have to be in Ohio State fan to see that. Uh, but I just wonder about Matt Nagy if he even is trying anymore. Like, did you not know Justin Fields was going to be starting? I didn't think this was a last-second decision. Uh, so yeah, you right. thought he would have been more prepared for this. So I was disappointed. I, I think Fields is going to be uh, fine. I think he's so talented that he, he's going to succeed, and it's probably going to be after the Maggie errors over in, in Chicago, which could be soon. Yeah. Matt, Matt Nagy reeks of like Adam Gase type level of coaching yeah. to where like when that guy leaves, everyone gets better. Um, you know, so if you're uh, if you're bears front office management, you got the lions at home this week, you lose that game. Is he fired? He's gone. He's gone. He's got to be, be gone, right? Yeah, okay. I would agree wholeheartedly. And especially if field struggles if in the same spot here. Yeah, well, apparently so, there's okay, no guarantee that field is going to start. for preview. Yeah, which a lot, lot going on there in uh, Chicago. They might be more of a mess than our teams. <laughs> Easily. So, okay, let's go to a week four preview. And we'll start with your team hosting the Chiefs. Can the Eagles win this at home against the Chiefs? Um, is Patrick Mahomes playing? Travis Kelsey? I believe so. Tyreek Hill? Yeah, pretty sure. 
Uh, I yeah. do believe so. Yeah, no. Count us out. Yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs by double digits. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I I think the Chiefs bounce back here and try to try to prove that they're 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 okay. They're okay. So all right, we'll move to that one. How about uh, my team is going to Green Bay? You think they have a chance? Um shockingly I do. Um I I would like to see the injury report. Uh, hmm. before that game because I think if TJ Watt is yeah. back um, and you could get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, I think that could matter. So I think you have a chance, but I am going with the Packers in this one um, until the Steelers offense, sh- you know, shows me some kind of ability to move the ball on a consistent basis. I can't, I can't trust them. Not against a, a team like the Packers who has looked good um, in weeks two and three. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Packers in this one. I think that's another double digit win. So I also so TJ Watt is questionable um, right now. Big Ben also questionable right now, uh, and so is Juju and Deontay Johnson. So uh, could be a bunch of backups in Green Bay. If that's the case, we're definitely gonna get absolutely uh, murdered. Yikes! But I will say. We've speak, spoken on this Mike Tomlin thing. If they went into Green Bay and won, I wouldn't be that surprised. I really yeah, wouldn't right, be exactly. that surprised if they went into Green Bay and won. And then and they'll turn around the week after and lose at home to, to a bottom feeder. Uh, I do think the Packers will win, though. We just cannot move the ball, man. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. We talked about it at the top. Um, but I'll take the Packers as well. Um, Ravens and Broncos – this is an interesting one with the Broncos being undefeated right now. You know, they've played some weaker opponents to get there, but do you think they can keep it going? Yeah, weaker opponents is an understatement. Uh, in their three wins, the three teams they've played are 0 and 9. So they played the, I think, the three worst teams in the right. league the Jags, <laughs> the Jets, um, and who else was it? It was. They played. Um, week one was against the Giants. Oh, the Giants, yeah. So, arguably the three worst teams in the league, um, which is why I'm nervous about, or I'm I, I'm not sure about this matchup because I'm not 100% sold that the mm-hmm. Broncos are as good as they've looked, but they might be. You know what I mean? Like, they're still, those, they're still 3-0, yeah. you know what I mean? And the Ravens haven't looked so great themselves. Uh, the Broncos, regardless of who they've played, have a really good defense. That th- That's for sure. We know that they they can they defend. They have a good secondary, good pass rush, um, and that pass rush could really bother this Ravens offensive line. Um, so yeah, I I think this one could be a tough one. I actually kind of like the Broncos in this one. I do. I I kind of like the Broncos in this one. I like the Broncos I'm really too. Worried about that Ravens line. So the Broncos are actually favored in this game. So it's 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 not you know Vegas is looking at this as pretty much a pick'em, right? It's a they're yeah. one point favorite uh, against this Raven team. And you're right when you mention that defense and you have a guy like Bradley Chubb and Von Miller uh, holding down the edges. It's going to be very tough for Lamar Jackson to do what he likes to do, and that's get out of the pocket and run and make things happen. I like the Broncos in this one. I I think I'm going to bet on the Broncos, and I think they're going to win and go four and out, which would be uh, an amazing, an amazing start. Yeah. Shout out to Teddy okay. Bridgewater. Can we do rapid fire? Teddy Bridgewater. He is good. Teddy two gloves. 
Okay, Raphael, you ready? We don't. We're not going to do tonight's game. You want to skip tonight's game because it's going to be over by the time people listen to this. Yes, absolutely. Okay, but I'm picking the Bengals. They're they're definitely going to beat the Jags. They're a mess. All right. First game. Okay, good. The Washington football team going to Atlanta. Get right game for Washington. Give me the football team. Whoa. Is Fitzpatrick back? He is not. I think he's done for the season, actually. Okay, then I'm going to take the Falcons. All right, Texans at Bills. I think we both got the Bills. Yes, definitely the Bills. Okay, Lions at Bears. We kind of discussed. I'm going to go with the Bears. I think their defense is pretty good at home. Um, give me some lions, man. Give me the upset pick. Give me the okay. lions. They've looked really, I like it. really, uh, scrappy in their first three games. Uh, I think they've yeah. bought yeah. into exactly. I think they're, I think Dan Campbell has, uh, has, is getting more out of his players than Matt Nagy is out of his. Give me the lions in an upset and, hmm. and Matt Nagy packing his bags after week four. I like that. Matt Campbell, kind of a psychopath. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Undefeated Panthers with Sam Darnold. Undefeated Sam Darnold. Going to Dallas. Can they win in Dallas? That is such a tough one. Without I'm going McCaffrey. to take – Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I, honestly, if Christian McCaffrey was playing, I'd, I'd be more on the fence about this one. As great as Sam Darnold and that passing game has looked, the Cowboys looked really good so far this year give me the cowboys i'm gonna the cowboys to win but i do like the panthers getting four and a half um there so okay colts are in the the winless colts uh oh and three colts are in miami yeah i'm gonna go with the dolphins here um the colts look really bad defensively um, and not that the Dolphins' yeah. offense is great, but I don't, I don't like this Colts team one bit. Give me the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. It's not been good. Frank Reich could be out the door. Someone we thought was a genius, maybe he's not uh, the yeah. genius we thought he was. Okay, this is actually one of my favorite matchups this week: Browns at the Vikings. Vikings coming off a good win against Seattle. Yeah, they're coming off a really good win, and Kirk Cousins has looked incredible to start the year, despite them being one and two. Yeah, um, he has. I am going to take the Browns, though. I think uh, they're equipped to take away the Vikings' strongest suit, which is the run game. Um, give me, give me the Browns in this one. I think they're mm. they're the better team, but I wouldn't be shocked at an upset. Okay, I am going to take the Vikings. Vikings here. I actually really like this Vikings team. Um, I think Kirk Cousins has ascended to another level. Whatever vitamins and minerals he's taken that's not the vaccine have ascended him. Uh, so <laughs> Ivermectin has uh, made his play this year unbelievable. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Vikings at home. I, I, I like that team. So, okay. Next one Giants at Saints. I think we're probably both on the Saints. Yeah, Jalen Jones gonna have a rough game in this one. Okay. Yeah, Titans at Jets. Jets are a mess. I got the Titans. 
Yeah, um, I'm going to take the Titans as well. Despite Julio and AJ Brown trending in the wrong direction as far as playing in this game, yeah, um, uh, Derrick Henry's probably going to rush for about 300 yards. He should be in your DFS lineups. Mm, like that. Okay, um, this might be like the marquee matchup of the weekend. We've got undefeated Cardinals at the undefeated Rams. Yeah, um, I really like what I really like the Cardinals. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about them a lot. Kyler Murray looks really good. That offense yeah. looks really good. But give me the Rams. They're the better team here at home. I like the Rams. Yeah, me too. Cliff Kingsbury is a moron. Um, <laughs> if, if you've been betting on the Cardinals at all, or had the Cardinals in any teasers like I did last yeah. week, uh, it is a it is a roller coaster. So I'm going to go with the Rams at home. Uh, another good matchup. Seahawks are at the Niners. Seahawks need to get a win here. Yeah, and that's why I think they're going to get it. Um, I think a little mm-hmm. desperation is going to set in here for the Seahawks after um, a tough loss to the Vikings, which you called. Kudos to you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and I don't think the 49ers are quite as good as they've looked so far. I like them, don't get me wrong, but I, I think the Seahawks have to get on track here, and I think they they get a win. I'm going to go with the Niners. I don't like this Seahawks team. I think this could be the year that we're saying that maybe this Pete Carroll, uh, Russell Wilson relationship starts to, the wheels start to fall off. We remember the noise from the offseason. Maybe it's yeah. going to catch up. This could be the year that it doesn't work out. And I like this Niners team. Um, you know, Jimmy G is obviously probably the weak point, uh, but he's not a terrible weak point. He can manage a game pretty well. I like them at home. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, has a lot of success against the Seahawks. So, um, okay, this is the oh, Sunday night game here, and uh, big matchup. Not like a great matchup as far as like really both really good teams, but we've got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going to Foxborough against the Patriots. Can the Patriots win this game against Brady? No, they can't. Um, and I'm picking two touchdowns followed by. Um, Arguably two of the greatest Gronk spikes we've ever seen. Sorry, so I've got the Buccaneers winning. I've no, I'm good. Uh, I've got Buccaneers winning this game, and I also have Tom Brady plus eight hundred to throw at least five touchdowns. I think he's, I think he's going to cook in New England, which would be pretty awesome to see. That would. Uh, last one here, a really good Monday Night Football matchup. Maybe didn't look like a really good Monday Night Football matchup coming into this season, but it's looking like it's going to be a good matchup. We've got the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders going to Los Angeles. Uh, in that pretty new dome against the two and one Chargers. Who you got here? I'm going to take the Chargers at home. Um, you know, I, the Raiders have been off to a good start, and I like the Raiders, but I don't think they're as good as they've looked um, throughout the yeah. first three games. I thought they got a little lucky in Miami. I thought that shouldn't have been a game that went to overtime, in my opinion. Um, thought they got a little lucky against the Ravens. Um, you know, a couple bounces go in other ways and they're one and two instead of three and oh. So I like this Chargers team. Their defense has been impressive so far this year. Um, Mike Williams has finally emerged as not just a deep threat, but a consistent target for Justin Herbert. 
Keenan Allen is what Keenan Allen has always been, which is an excellent um, route runner and possession receiver. Um, Austin Eckler's yeah. look good. I like the Chargers in this one, especially at home. I like the Chargers too, if for no other reason that John Gruden is not going to go four and And I like this Chargers team a lot. And I like Brandon Staley a lot, like I mentioned uh, before. So yeah, okay, that is all the stuff we were going to talk about today. Um, I will say we're going to start be double booking with some stuff because did you know the NBA season starts in like three weeks? Yeah, man, right yeah, around the corner. Yeah, I know. And, uh, so. We're going to start hitting uh, – we're going to be talking about NBA and NFL soon. And I don't know if you know this. You probably don't know this because I know you don't love baseball like I do. But it, playoffs start next week, okay? So I'm going to squeeze in. I'm going to squeeze in a little bit of baseball talk. You know what? I actually do know because the Phillies have been putting me through a <laughs> roller coaster of emotions in this playoff yeah. pursuit. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm very aware that the playoffs are coming up and I'm not super excited about it because I don't think the Phillies are going to get in. You know what? On Tuesday night, I was tuned in uh, to the Phillies game and I was, I was locked in on that game. It was like a must watch game and I was cheering for the Phillies hard for no other reason that I wanted some drama towards the end of this season. And they just, they just can't do it. They lost Tuesday. They lost yesterday. They're Pretty much so out bad. of it if the Braves win. It's it's the relievers. They just can't do it. So, uh, But that is all coming up. Coop, what else is going on at the All In Network? Well, right now we uh, still have an episode of All In Politics out. Uh, we had discussed the Central York School Board in the last episode. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out on all audio platforms. Uh, also available on our YouTube channel, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Uh, that subscribe button. Make sure you guys go ahead and hit that. Uh, Make sure you guys follow us on social media at all underscore in underscore pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all in network. Um, And then, you know, make sure you guys are subscribing to us on the audio platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, um, all those different places that you get your podcasts. uh, You can find us uh, there as well. So, Appreciate you guys tuning in and make sure you hit that subscribe button. When you see us on social media, hit that retweet or that share button helps yep. us reach a bigger audience. So people can see our posts and things like that. Um, all that stuff really helps. So we appreciate you guys uh, doing, taking that little time out of your day to do those things. Yep. So that is all we got today, guys. We will talk to you uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks guys.